RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The chief executive denies ever attempting to step down and says she's confident her administration can steer the city through the current unrest. Demosisto's chairman, Ivan Lam, is detained by authorities after arriving back in Hong Kong. And organisers of yesterday's Tamar Pike Park general strike rally say they expect t- today's turnout to top 40,000. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she's never submitted her resignation to Beijing or even contemplated such a move. Mrs Lam has been heard in a leaked recording telling business people last week that if she had a choice, the first thing she would do would be to quit over the current political crisis. Before the weekly Exco meeting, Mrs Lam also said she still has confidence that her administration can guide Hong Kong out of the current crisis. I have never tendered a resignation to the central people's government. I have not even contemplated to discuss a resignation with the central people's government. The choice of not resigning is my own choice. But if you want to understand, because in a private session, I I just attempted to explain that as an individual, given the very difficult circumstances, might be it was an easy choice to leave. Mrs Lam strenuously denied that she or her staff were behind the leak. I was and am still is very disappointed that my remarks in a totally private, exclusive session, which is a a lunch actually, which clearly is subject to Chatham House rules, have been recorded and then passed to the media. I think this is... um, quite unacceptable. So to further suggest or allege that myself or the government have any role to play in this thing is absolutely unfounded. But Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chuk Ting has accused Carrie Lam of lying either to the public or at the business luncheon. He questioned whether Mrs Lam still had the credibility and leadership to steer Hong Kong through the crisis when she couldn't even rein in the police or quit her job. The chief executive have no free will to make her own decision on her own career. If that's the case, how come the one country, two system, Hong Kong people ruling Hong Kong, party autonomy is a genuine promise to Hong Kong people? If the chief executive could not make any decision on her own, Demosisto's chairman, Ivan Lam, has been taken away by authorities after arriving in Hong Kong this morning. The pro-democracy figure has been charged with participating and inciting others to join an illegal assembly in relation to a protest near police headquarters on June 21st. Fellow party members Joshua Wong and Agnes Chow were also charged over the protest. Meanwhile, an organiser of a protest in Yunlong, Michael Mo, has been arrested, accused of organising an illegal public gathering in July after police rejected his application to hold the rally. And Demosisto's Agnes Chow and pro-democracy lawmaker Ao Nok Hin say they'll consider launching their own appeals against yesterday's High Court ruling, which overturned an earlier election ban against Ms Chow. Although the court ruled that Ms Chow was wrongfully disqualified, it also reaffirmed the power of election officials to bar candidates based on their political views. Ms Chow was barred from a legislative council by election last year because her party had called for self-determination. Mr Al ran in her place and won. They'll have 14 days to appeal. Here's Mr Al. 
There is only 14 days for free parties uh, for considering uh, whether they should have uh, the appeal. It is also affecting my seat. If I am not going to make the appeal, that means I will not be the uh, legislative councillor after 14 days. So uh, the consideration has two effects. Organisers of yesterday's rally in Tamar Park say they expect more people to join today, the second day of a general strike. Rally spokesman Easy Kwok told RTHK they were pleased with yesterday's turnout of more than 40,000 people. Mr Kwok says they're concerned about reports of companies pressuring workers not to attend rallies. Some of the banks, they have issued a notice to the employees, ask them not to join any illegal protests, and also they have to be careful in their speech on the Facebook or other social media platforms. Actually, this is one kind of white terrorist on the employees. Also, just like some airlines, the cafe, they have already issued a very serious notice to their employees as well, not to say anything which is not appropriate on their social media but Hong Kong people have their freedom of speech so actually the atmosphere is quite serious right now. Around 80 alumni of the Diocesan Girls School have gathered outside the school in support of students boycotting classes. University Student Unions and Secondary School Alliances have called for the boycott, which began yesterday after the summer break, to pressure the government over the extradition controversy. A union representing workers who cleaned streets, markets and public toilets is calling on the government to ensure they're properly protected against the effects of tear gas. The Cleaning Workers Union said some of the cleaners they spoke to were concerned they wouldn't be paid if they left protest sites early and only had surgical masks to protect them from tear gas. Union organiser Leung Yan says even though cleaning work is outsourced by the government, it still has the ultimate responsibility to protect these workers. We think that the government have responsibility to hold a special group to do the cleanup rather than the general cleaning worker to do so. The government and also every having subcontracting cleaning workers department to have to provide the basic protection for them, including N95 masks or some eye masks. Overseas now, and one of the most powerful Atlantic storms on record, Hurricane Dorian, has virtually come to a halt over the Bahamas, inflicting what the Prime Minister of the Islands has called a historic tragedy. Hubert Minnis said five people were so far confirmed dead. Reports suggest whole communities have vanished under the impact of the storm in the Abaco Islands. Clint Watson is a local journalist. It's moving so slow at a snail's pace, dumping buckets of rain over that community. And we're seeing videos that people are posting on social media in their homes. They're in the attic of their homes and you see the water coming up through the windows of the attic from the ground. It's unbelievable. You can't fathom that. But that's what people are showing us by the video saying, please come and rescue me. It's stories like that. You can't get out of your mind. Meanwhile, more than a million people in Florida, South Carolina and Georgia have been ordered to leave their homes as the hurricane heads towards the east coast of the United States. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, warned people in the path of the storm to obey evacuation orders. It's moving about one mile per hour, and that was predicted to happen for most of today. The forecasts are that it will then begin a descent north. When and how that happens is going to be critical for impacts um, in the state of Florida. Our east coast certainly is within the cone still. People need to remain vigilant. If you're ordered to evacuate, uh, you need to do that. 
Hopes are fading that any more survivors will be found after a scuba diving boat caught fire and sank off the coast of Southern California with more than 30 people on board. Santa Barbara police say a total of eight bodies have been recovered or located on the seabed. All but one of the six crew members escaped the blaze, which broke out as most of the passengers were asleep. Captain Monica Rochester is from the U.S. Coast Guard. This isn't a day that we wanted to wake up to for Labor Day, and it's a very tragic event. We will search all the way through the night into the morning, but I think we all should be prepared to move into the worst outcome. Sources in the British government say the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, will seek a general election if he loses a key Brexit vote tonight. MPs who want to stop Britain leaving the EU without a deal are to put forward legislation that would force Mr Johnson to postpone Brexit beyond the end of October. A possible date for an election could be October the 14th, three days before NEU summit. Here's the BBC's Jessica Parker. Boris Johnson has said that he isn't prepared to seek an extension and that's why the government's suggesting it could try to call a snap general election if opposition and rebel Tory MPs are successful in their initial moves to simply seize control of the order paper. So, over the coming days, you could see a heady combination of MPs trying to change the law on Brexit and a vote on whether to hold an early election. The Taliban have confirmed that about 5,000 U.S. troops will be withdrawn from Afghanistan as part of a provisionally agreed deal between the two sides. As the deal was being announced, a car bomb went off, killing at least five people in the Afghan capital, Kabul. Here's the BBC's Lise Doucette. These are the first details to emerge from a highly significant and sensitive agreement between the United States and the Afghan Taliban. It's a deal meant to end America's longest war and move Afghanistan towards peace. But even as the U.S. envoy Zalmay Khalilzad was sharing details of the deal in Kabul, the city was rocked by a powerful explosion, a car bomb close to a residential compound housing foreigners, which caused extensive damage and casualties, an attack the Taliban say they carried out to target foreign forces. The Commerce Ministry in Beijing says it's made a complaint to the World Trade Organization about additional tariffs imposed on Chinese goods by the United States. It's the third case Beijing has brought in response to the U.S. action, which was directed at China's policies on patents and copyright. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. The front line in this dispute is tariffs that each side has been imposing on the other's goods. There was a further escalation at the beginning of the month. In parallel, there have been legal actions in the World Trade Organization as the US and China both allege the other has broken the WTO's rules. China has taken a new step in that aspect of the conflict, though officials have not explained the legal basis of this move. The root of the battle is US allegations that China's laws deny foreign patent holders the protection to which they are entitled. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 106.29 yen. The euro is standing at one US dollar and nine cents. The pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 43 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,572, 55 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $33.4 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with tennis. Rafael Nadal has powered his way into the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open. The Spaniard defeated the 2014 winner Marin Cilic 6-3-3-6-6-1-6-2 to reach the quarterfinals for a ninth consecutive Grand Slam. Nadal is seeking his 19th Grand Slam trophy overall. Roger Federer holds the men's record of 20. 
the rivals are on course to meet in the final, and they've never played each other in New York. Federer plays his quarterfinal match tomorrow against Grigor Dimitrov. Nadal will face Argentina's Diego Schwartzman. Frenchman Gil Monfils will play the Italian Matteo Berrettini, who made the last eight of a Grand Slam for the first time in his career. Stan Wawrinka takes on Daniel Medvedev. In the women's draw, defending champion Naomi Osaka of Japan has been knocked out by the Swiss 13th seed Belinda Bencic. Osaka will now lose the number one ranking to Ashley Barty as a result of the defeat. Even if you aren't playing your best, you're going to play people who play their best. So you have to figure out how to win those matches. And it's matches like that that are the most important because it really tests your character. So I think on that side, I have a lot of growing up to do. The first women's quarterfinal match will be played at midnight tonight, Hong Kong time, when Elena Svitolina takes on Johanna Conta. That's followed by six-time champion Serena Williams versus China's Wang Chang. Belinda Bencic will face Croatia's Dana Vekic in the quarterfinals, while Canada's Bianca Andreescu plays Elise Mertens of Belgium. Now, the football transfer window has closed for the top clubs across Europe. One of the biggest moves on deadline day involved a goalkeeper who's won the Champions League with Real Madrid three times. The BBC's John Bennett has more. Keylor Navas lost his place to Thibaut Courtois at Real Madrid and he'll now face them in the Champions League group stage. That's after signing a four-year deal at Paris Saint-Germain. Another goalkeeper, Alphonse Ariola, has moved in the opposite direction on loan to be Courtois' understudy for the season. Mike Miner and the Texas Rangers have handed the New York Yankees their first shutout defeat in 221 games. Major League Baseball's second longest streak without failing to score in a game ended on Monday when the Rangers blanked the Yankees 7-0 in New York. Miner, who started for Texas, went 7-plus innings, allowing just 5 hits while striking out 5. The result mattered little for the Yankees, though. They still hold the best record in the MLB with 90 wins and 49 losses. And that's your look at sports. And officials in the U.S. state of Texas say a gunman who killed seven people on Saturday contacted police and the FBI shortly before his attack. Seth Aaron Attar had been sacked on the morning of the mass shooting. An FBI agent told news conference Mr. Attar had made rambling statements in a phone call. He was shot by, dead by officers following the attack, during which 22 people were wounded. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive denies ever attempting to step down and says she's confident her administration can steer the city through the current unrest. Demosisto's chairman, Ivan Lam, is detained by authorities after arriving back in Hong Kong. And organisers of yesterday's Tamar Park General Strike Rally say they expect today's turnout to top 40,000. The news from RTHK.